everybody. Welcome to Mornings with Ken, the Saturday edition, the bonus Saturday edition. And this week, we are going to focus on music that I love. I think this has been the highest requested type of show that I've received uh, from, from feedback from people. Uh, many people have contacted me and said they enjoy me sharing music that I like. And uh, wow, so I thought I would uh, kick off this show and dedicate this show to everyone who requested that I talk about music. Um, especially, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Aaron Smith and uh, also Don Adams, some good friends of mine who have commented um, about music on my show. And, you know, picking out music, especially if it's supposed to be some of your your favorite music, is hard to do. It's harder than you think because picking out your favorite songs it depends what kind of mood that you're in also. Um, because if you're in kind of a somber mood, you'll kind of think back and remember all the favorite songs that are kind of uh, melancholy or uh, somber. But if you're in a very happy mood, you might remember songs that uh, are very upbeat. So it's hard when you think back because, especially if you're really a music lover like I am, I mean, I just enjoy music, lots of different genres, mostly, you know, rock and roll, uh, Christian music, worship music, but um, childhood music that I remember from my childhood. So it's hard to go back and pick some of your favorite songs. It's a lot harder than you think. So I started like making a list of different songs I thought about playing um, for you guys this Saturday or maybe making a comment on. But then I'm kind of like, I don't know because there's so many great songs that I love and I feel like I'm doing a disservice to some of the songs that I would want to mention. And if I made another list tomorrow, it'd be totally different than the list I'm going to play for you today. So it's hard to get this exactly, exactly the... I can't say they're my favorite songs, but they are my favorite songs. They're some of my favorite songs. So it's just difficult to really try to narrow it down. But um, I'm just going to start. I'm not going to try to overthink it too much. And, hey, this is just stuff that I like for whatever reason. And I'm not going to – I might not necessarily go in a decade order. I'm going to try to at least cover a little bit of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, so, and maybe even today, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there, and probably comment on some, some I may not even comment, and there might be some stuff to surprise you, but, um, well, anyway, let's just go, and let's just throw something out there, and see if, see what you think. Bill Haley and his comments. 
One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. But it's that right, so join me hot. How about some Bill Haley and the comments and his comments as the uh, uh, the guy introduced him said, I thought it was Bill Haley in the comments, but he was announced as Bill Haley and his comments. But uh, well, <laughs> at any rate, yeah, you know what? <clears throat> Again, as I was making my list to share with you guys today, I was trying not to overthink it too much, but um, I thought, you know what? Thinking back, now again, thinking back to my childhood, watching Happy Days. I think most of us know know that song from Happy Days because, hey, if you're listening to this station, okay, you weren't from the 50s. You, 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 you don't remember Bill Haley in the comments, you know, of course, back from that day. None of us do. We're, I mean, I mean, unless someone's listened who's, a lot older than some of us, maybe they do, but um, I think uh, my demographics, uh, the listeners aren't going to really remember Bill Haley in the comments for anything but the opening to uh, Happy Days, the TV show, and that's how I remember it, and, and again, when you're a little kid, I mean, when you're a little, I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm not talking teenage, but when you're a little kid and that comes on TV... Yeah, that's kind of, even though, you know, the time we're watching Happy Days, you know, some of the big names of rock and roll are already out there. You know, you got your Led Zeppelin, your Black Sabbath, your Deep Purple. But when you're a little kid, you're not really exposed to that too much. So when you hear that kind of music come on TV, oh yeah, that was, that was our music. Even though I'm watching it, was that the reruns? I guess, I'm not sure, but... As a little kid, you're watching that and you're like, that's our kind of music. Hey, I like that. That's that's some good stuff right there. So, um, yeah, that's just something that I remember from my childhood that I thought was pretty, pretty neat. But um, anyway, let's see what else I got for you. Okay, okay, I'm going to apologize right off the rip because that is what you call a guilty pleasure. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. 
I'm actually kind of embarrassed that I like that song. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like I say, it's a guilty, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, I mean, guys, I'm sorry. Forgive me. But uh, I don't know. I heard that on the radio um, one day. And uh, I think I was driving with my son, Daniel. And uh, it just happened to come on the radio. And uh, I started listening to it. And I thought, well, that's got kind of a catchy a catchy beat, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, and I, I, I think I asked Daniel who that was and he didn't even know. I think he was embarrassed, uh, that I even knew, um, that I liked the song. I think he was just embarrassed. Like, Oh my gosh, how can my dad like that song? But, uh, anyway, it's just one of those songs that has a silly, Beat and uh, guys, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for my wickedness of liking a silly song. And then sometimes you just have to put that song away because then it's like, oh, okay. But it's innuendos and X's and I, I, I don't even know you X's and O's. But you got too many boyfriends. Quit it. But um, anyway, I don't really even like modern music. But once in a while, a song comes comes around. And, uh, all right, it's a guilty pleasure. So, um, <laughs> anyway, now I, I have to get that out of my system because, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I need to wash my hands or take a shower because that song is so yucky and <laughs> oh gosh, I need to edit this show and take that song right back out. But, um, maybe I, uh. Just better let it go. But uh, anyway, to make me feel better and kind of redeem myself, I'm going to go on to more of the music that I really like. So here's some uh, Jerusalem, and this song is called Sodom. Now, it's a little long. It's a 12-minute song, and I may not let it play all the way through. But if I let a song go during the show and it keeps playing, that means I'm just getting into the song and I'm just letting it play. That might happen with this song. So uh, if you need to take a break and go make a sandwich or get a, your first cup of coffee, go ahead because I might just be jamming out to this uh, song. Once again, this is Jerusalem from the Warrior album called Sodom.
All right, I'm going to cut that song a little bit short. Like I say, I think that's a 12-minute a song, if I'm not mistaken. But once again, that was Jerusalem from the Warrior album. And if you're a hard rock fan, heavy metal fan, and if you don't have that album in your collection, shame on you. Shame on you if you are a hard rock or metal fan and you don't have Jerusalem, the Warrior album, in your collection. That particular song was called Sodom, and it's an epic track, and yeah, no need to apologize for that one. You know, I kind of started out horribly with uh, that song I don't even want to talk about anymore. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's, now that's the real Ken right there. That's the Ken that uh, was rocking out in the 80s and to really to a lot of Christian rock music. And that's really what I listen to now. Um, growing up, I kind of got a mixture of uh, both the secular rock field, because that's what you're surrounded with and that's what you hear. Um, but, you know, I do believe in garbage in, garbage out. So as I got older, I really leaned towards uh, a lot of the Christian uh, music, uh, rock music, worship music, and uh, all that stuff. But still, music is music is just a form of art, and you can use art for good, and you can use art for negative uh, negative things. So it just really depends on uh, how you use the art. An artist can paint a beautiful picture that gives inspiration, or he can uh, paint a picture that uh, you know brings some negative. Uh, things to you so it's really all about how you use the art so um anyway i'm gonna try to go on to so another song that a friend of mine don you know who you are um he kind of i kind of owe him one because he liked a lot of the 90s music and on my last show, my 80s show, I really criticized um, the 90s music. I kind of made fun of it a little bit. But then uh, I was talking to him. I asked him what song um, really meant a lot to him in the 90s. And uh, he mentioned this song. And, I, and when he mentioned it, I didn't, it wasn't familiar to me. Because like I say, I kind of zoned out in the 90s. Uh, I really did. Um, very few songs I really enjoyed in the 90s. It's just because it really, it's not a slight against the 90s music. It's more so when you go through your teenage years, whatever you're listening to, that's what you fall in love with. And about the time you get older, you know, you're, you're doing other important things. Like I was dating my wife, Dixie. I was, we were thinking about marriage. You know, we're getting out of high school thinking about marriage. So music isn't, a first priority. So um, anyway, um, my friend Don mentioned this song that uh, it's one song he liked. So um, and then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, I do know that song. I know this song. And, and actually, I kind of like it. Um, now, having that said, I like it. We're talking about 90s music. So let's not get crazy here. But I <laughs> anyway, I, I'm not going to bash again for no reason. But I actually do kind of like this song. So um, for those fans of Pearl Jam, here's one for you guys. 
find a better man by pearl jam so i mean there that that shows you that uh i wasn't always just stuck in the 80s but uh i, I actually do like that song i remember that song was on the radio um and you know what it you know it was it's a pretty good song it, it i have to admit it's a pretty good song and uh yeah i kind of like it and uh to show you that i'm not really stuck this might as well just do another 90s song. Why not? So uh, see if you guys uh, remember this song. another one for you and that's another song that i really kind of liked in the 90s um 
you know, maybe you, some of you 90s guys out there who, uh, who grew up in the 90s or really enjoyed 90s music, maybe you guys can uh, shoot me a message. If you go to the Anchor app and scroll down a little bit, I think it, there's a button, a button, there I go with the buttons again. There's a tab or icon that you can click on and leave me a voice message. If you do that, and, and uh, I would love to hear from you guys just to tell me, uh, tell me about the 90s, because I'm a little bit ignorant uh, when it comes to the 90s. To me, here's the question. To me, Soundgarden was the better grunge band. I know this might get, this might get somebody in trouble. Um, might start an argument, but to me, to me, it it they sounded better. Like if I would have been into grunge music, which I wasn't, I think I would have been into Soundgarden more than anybody else. So I don't know. Is this, does that start like is that a big thing in the uh, '90s grunge music genre? group of people do you guys like do you guys like discuss who was the first who was better or anything like that because I would like to know because I think if I was big into the grunge scene oh yeah I would have been listening to Soundgarden but uh hey let's uh get ready to take a break um like I say, this is a live show, and uh, I got something I got to take care of. And uh, all right, let's uh, take a little break, and uh, I'll I'll see you in a little bit. Thank you. 
All right, thanks for bearing with me as we took that little small break. But hey, I want to apologize for something from from yesterday's show. Um, If you listen to Thursday and Friday's show, uh, um, I explained that this week's episodes kind of got mixed around. Um, just do the way they were recorded and me having important appointments to go to. But Friday, September 11th, and of course that um, day sticks in our minds to all of all of us Americans and people around the world. And I just wanted to say I did not neglect honoring 9-11 or remembering the people who lost their lives that day that that really is dear to my heart and it's something that we'll never forget it was an awful day and i felt sick we, we all did as americans we felt sick to our stomachs i was on a roller coaster of emotions as far as sad and angry and wanting revenge and just sadness, and it really felt like the the world changed. It felt like the old world, old America was gone, and we entered a new, a new America. So I just wanted to put that out there. I know it's a day late, but um, I wanted to put that out there because uh, it is special to my heart, and uh, I want to remember those people that lost their lives on that horrific day. So. Well, with that being said, let's move on. Um, I can say it's hard to make a list of all the songs that you, you like throughout your years. And sometimes you can overthink it. But you know what song is really has been stuck in my head? Stuck in, stuck in my head for a while because um, I haven't heard it in a long time. And then recently I've been hearing it more on the radio. So I'm going to play this one. This one I might play all the way through because it's it just I'm really loving this song lately. But we'll we'll see and we'll see how far we get, but uh here's some Dylan for you. I think so. Let me cue up that song and uh get it going. Was in another lifetime, one of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel at death and men who are fighting to be warm Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm Not a word was spoke between us, there was little risk involved Everything up to that point had been left unresolved Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm I was burned 
out from exhaustion Buried in the hail Poisoned in the bushes And blown out on the trail Hunted like a crocodile Ravaged in the corn Come in, she said I'll give you shelter from the storm Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta love Bob Dylan. Could he be possibly the greatest songwriter in American music? I, I think you have to make a great argument if you're gonna try to overthrow Bob Dylan as America's greatest songwriter. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I granted now, oh, who was the guy that wrote a lot of songs? Back like in the 20s and 30s, um, especially for Broadway plays. I don't, I can't recall, but man, for modern music, I don't know how you can unseat Bob Dylan from the throne of the greatest songwriter in American history because, it, I mean... My gosh, do we need to name all the songs that that uh, he's he's written? I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. And it's not like he wrote a couple good songs and then and then the other songs were just uh, mediocre. I mean, the guy just wrote an amazing number of songs, but a number of songs of quality and. Uh, I, I probably couldn't even have a a favorite um, Bob Dylan song. It almost would be impossible because of uh, every song is so rich. Maybe I was going to say um, Cohen, but Leonard Cohen, but he has some deep, dark stuff. But I don't know if he has the volume of quality songs. Now, I know there's probably people out there like ready to argue with me, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you uh, can unseat Bob Dylan from the greatest American songwriter. Now, some of you, you know, musicians out there might argue. I mean, he, the only, really, another person that, that's got to be like, two or three on the list is Paul Simon. Let, let's let's do a little bit of Paul Simon. Simon and Garfunkel. Let's. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Now the streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turn my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed By the flash of a neon light To split the night 
There you go. There you go. Just the opening line itself in that song. Like, if there wasn't much more to that song than just the opening line, Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend. Uh, Winner, 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 chicken dinner. I mean, wow. Wow. What a powerful, powerful line. Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend. I'm at a loss for words. I, I really am at a loss for words. I mean, Paul Simon, he's up there with Bob Dylan. He, he really is. Um, just, just an amazing songwriter. Amazing songwriter. So, um, yeah, that's my opinion. Now, you guys can go ahead and voice message me on the Anchor app if you like to. But... Uh, I, you really would have to. I, I don't think you can do it. You can't make a. You can't make a a, a case for anybody else um, as the greatest songwriter than Bob Dylan. And I will allow you to uh, throw up. Uh, not throw up, but I'll allow you to throw Paul Simon in there. But uh, anyway, that's my opinion. <laughs> Hey, never mind. Um, but uh, now here's a, a, I think a good songwriter. Uh, by no means am I going to even throw him in the category of uh, Dylan or Simon. But um, you, some of you might not even know the group, but um, the group 77s. And in particular, um, one that did the majority of the songwritings, I think, most of the songwriting, I mean, he did a fair amount of songwriting. And I think he made some, he wrote some amazing songs, amazing songs. And uh, I'm talking about Michael Rowe of the 77s. And, uh, man, I fell in love with them. I think their first album came out in 83. And, uh, yeah, they kind of got overlooked because of, you know, how the record industry is. But um, wow, what an amazing songwriter. And he kept getting better and better as the years went on. So yeah, Michael Rowe of the 77s, they had some quality musicians. I can't name all the guys' names, but you know, the band kind of changed over a number of years. But they kept putting out quality, quality, high quality music. And I would say the song I'm getting ready to play right now is probably a fan favorite, probably the f- favorite song of fans. I'm going to say that it's mine, so I'll be biased. This is probably my favorite song of the 77s. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, Mike Rowe hit a home run 
when uh, he did this song. So um, this is this version's from the Sticks and Stones album. I mean, that's just, uh, it's just one of those songs that either touches your soul, or I, 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 I don't know how it doesn't touch your soul, because it's just a powerful, powerful song, and uh, I think it's, it's one of the greatest songs uh, he ever wrote. I have to double check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive he wrote that. Um, I don't know if the band contributed um, very much. Um, on that one, but wow, what an amazing, amazing song. You know, if if you ever get a chance to, uh, I know touring is, is kind of a thing of the past due to the times that we're in, but if you ever get to catch the 77s live, I mean, just, hey, just Google them uh, and, you know, do a search and uh, look them up because they are an amazing live band, and uh, they're on Facebook um, every Saturday. I think they do a Saturday live stream show. Is it Corona Fear? Corona Sphere on on YouTube. Mezzo Music Ltd. I believe it's called Mezzo Music Ltd. Yeah, look them up. I know I'm giving them a a, a huge plug here, but uh, I mean they're really. Uh, a great band, and uh, I, you know what? Now I'm in a mood for more. So you know, pardon me if I, uh, <laughs> pardon me if I indulge myself with a little. You know, hey, if you don't want to hear it, go take your uh, take your break now, and <laughs> take your break now because I'm going to indulge you with a part of a. Uh, one more song from them, and it's killing me because I don't know which one to play. But um, 
sometimes you just got to go for it. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so if you want to get another cup of coffee, do so. I recommend you stay around because you're going to miss a great song. Hey, if you were a fan of the early 90s music, um, yeah, this was kind of like uh, their style. So um, let's let's do this thing we call the 77s, and uh, let's rock and roll. there because if i keep going this show is going to last forever and i don't want to bore my listeners by going too long um and well you couldn't be bored by the 77s believe me but um but uh yeah so you know and i got stuff to do you know i gotta go to work eventually um here in a second well not in a second i got some time but uh yeah anyway 77s that last song was Woody off their Pray Naked album. And uh, now I'm going to, we'll take a break and I'm going to get back to, I'm just going to mix it up. I might not even stick to my list that I wrote out. And it's going to get crazy, guys. You're going to think, what happened to Ken? I thought he was a rock and roller, hard rock dude. You might hear some stuff that surprises you. Um, but it's just music throughout my, <laughs> throughout my history of uh, listening to music since a kid. So you're going to hear some stuff that might surprise you, but let's take a quick break. All right, guys. All right. Now, we we talked about the greatest songwriters of all time. Um, You know, we got talked about some Dylan and some Paul Simon, and there's many more I could throw in there. But, um, hey, let's talk about the king of rock and roll. And I know, like... People want to, you know, want to deny that Elvis was the king of rock and roll, you know, that um, because they're, of course, the music was influenced by different genres, um, even, you know, the blues, um, black gospel, bluegrass music, country music. I mean, rock and roll is just a mixture. You know, I kind of, I kind of disagree with people say that rock and roll is just the blues, there is very much truth to that. But rock and roll, really, you'll find a mixture of many different genres, even classical. And if you don't believe that, 
meet up with me somewhere and I'll explain that to you. But uh, yeah, so anyway, but Elvis kind of, whether he was the first or he stole the music from um, other people, what, regardless, he's the king of rock and roll. He did it like nobody else. And, and sometimes he, if you have the it factor, whatever the it factor is, you're just, you have it and you can't teach it. And Elvis had that. So um, let's listen to one of my favorite Elvis songs. This particular version, I think, is the best version of this song. Yeah, I don't know that he sings it the best, but just the, oh, you know what? Just listen. Listen up and you'll, you'll see. We're caught in a trap.
Oh man, oh man. I wish I would wish I could play the whole thing for you, but I got to stop it there cuz it goes on. I just love the, the, him just freestyling that where he just uh kind of stops a little bit. You hear the background singers very clearly. I think he must have had the best uh back up singers in music at that time. I don't remember if the if the ladies had a particular name that they went by for the backup singers. If anybody knows, message me. And uh, yeah, let me. I appreciate that. But the, the ladies doing the backup singing, wow, probably the best um, vocals I've ever heard. And then also the, the men, um, I, don't, I don't know if that was the Imperials at this time doing the backup singing or the Stamps Quartet. Um, it wasn't the Jordanaires because that was too. That was way early in his career. I think he went from the Jordanaires to the Stamps to the Imperials. I might have the order a little bit wrong on the last two, but uh, wow! I mean, just 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 amazing. In fact, I'm gonna go back to it. I I, I gotta go. Let's pick up that song again. I know this is a podcasting radio, but uh, wow, to see the video of him performing that song is truly amazing. What a great entertainer. I don't think anybody did it as well as Elvis Presley did. I mean, the guy was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wow. Wow. I've never seen someone break down a song and still have it so powerful, um, just kind of freestyling a little bit. And uh, wow, was that pretty, pretty good. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Of course, you know, uh, I think what else makes Elvis so um, great was um, holding, <laughs> holding up during the great the great debate about rock and roll because you got to remember when um, rock and roll started um, it was of the devil and uh, yeah I mean there's people protesting rock and roll music as being literally of the devil and uh, I don't think the devil really creates anything I think the devil tries to copy things but now having said that 
you do have to watch what you listen to, but um that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode. But um yeah, I mean the rock and roll guys back then really had to endure um criticism even from the uh the church. So um I found that very interesting. Um let's see if I can play a little clip of uh I, I think Jimmy Snow, the son of Hank Snow. If many if you if any country fans know Hank Snow, I believe this is gonna be Jimmy Snow um talking about uh rock and roll music. Let's see if I can get that for you. New York and from Florida to find out my reasons on rock and roll music and why I preach against it. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. I 100% believe it. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels when you sing it. I know what it does to you. And I, I know uh, the evil feeling that you feel when you sing it. No, it just all depends, I mean, on how you look at it. I guess if you want to think it's nasty or sexy, you could, but to me it's just... I well, mean, the you, two things are not necessarily yeah, the same. Yeah, well, you know, it's just so limber and loose. I mean, it's really marvelous. Well, it may be marvelous, but, uh, yeah, so they, I mean, there was, you know, heavy criticism from, from the church. Um, I mean, because it was something new. Um, it was something new. And you have to remember, generations are cautious for for the new generation, what they're listening to, um, what their morals are. So I'm not going to say that they were wrong in being cautious. Um, I, whether I agree with uh, certain points, I think there's something to be said. I mean... <laughs> now, having said that, let's move on to something a little bit uh more controversial than uh Elvis Presley when you, you when you went into the to the 70s. So, let's see what how music changed. Oh, Lord, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That made a lot of moms nervous in the 70s. Some Black Sabbath war pigs. So, um, yeah, yeah. That probably gave a lot of moms some concern. Um, you know, that's, hey, but that's how music grew. And uh, I feel myself going way off tangent for what this show is supposed to be today. But, um, yeah, I guess to show you, hey, I still like my, my hard rock and heavy metal. <laughs> hey, I'm going to take another little break. I'll be right back. Go get another cup of coffee. And we're back. Wow, this show is going crazy long. See what you get when you ask me to do a show on music? I I just, I don't know how to cut it short. And I haven't even hit a lot of groups yet. This show is going crazy. This might have to be a two-part show. This might have to be a two-part show. I, I, I got to find a way to speed it up. But uh, hey, earlier before our break, we were talking about rock and roll music and how it was of the devil and then how Black Sabbath wrote songs. But um, actually, War Pigs was an anti-war song, if you read the lyrics. But anyway, and uh, again, I'm not to devalue... Um, or I'm not to make light of listening to negative music because um, I think it does have an effect, but I think we need to pick pick our battles. And, uh, and and unfortunately, there's many preachers out there who picked on even Christian music, Christian rock and roll or Christian contemporary music. And I found that surprising. Um, yeah. So, well, anyway, uh, let me show you. Here's just one example of uh, preachers pick, picking on uh, Christian rock music at that time. God said, I want you to cry out and cry out loud, and this is just a little tiny part, against this so-called contemporary rock and roll, so-called Christian music in our churches. Cry out against it. Now, 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 now you, you, you've never seen, you've never, you've never read such letters that I received. I mean, from Assembly of God youth pastors, they scorch my hat. I mean, young, wet behind the ears, whippersnappers that couldn't find generations or revolutions in the Bible. The, 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 the vituperity, the venomous hatred well, well. Anyway, I, I think he's going to go on another rant there, but uh, yeah, that was just one minister back in the '80s um, speaking out of the horrors of rock and roll, which reminds me of a song. Oh, I wish I had time to to play it. You know what? Should I take it? Let Let's take a break. I'm going to see if I can find this song. And then I'll try, I promise I'll try to speed up the show. So, so hang out a minute. Oh, one, two, three, cuatro. Interpretation, please. One, two, one, two, three, four. 
last minute. Oh yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, I'm sorry, that last uh, clip reminded me of that song. That's from uh, Daniel Amos from the uh, Doppelganger album, <laughs> Autographs from the Sick. And you talk about a, a great writer, one that's name should be thrown in the mix is Terry Scott Taylor. But I think Jerry Chamberlain might have wrote that song. I think Jerry Chamberlain might have wrote, wrote that song. But anyway, that was Daniel Amos, Autographs for the Sick. And, uh, yeah, the horrors of rock and roll. So, anyhow, that's what's going on in Kenny's life in 1983 or 82 or 81. I think a deep doppelganger came out, I don't know, 81, 82. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yes. Man, I, I, guys, I apologize for this show going so, so long. It's just, there's so much music that I could get to that um, I want to talk about it all. And it's hard not to say comments on every every song. But um, anyway, speaking of the horrors of Christian rock and roll music, um, Let's see if I can do a little more and uh, really make the uh, some of the preachers mad. So let's listen up to this one.
All right, all right, all right. I, I, I let that go way too long. But, you know, it's hard to stop these these songs. I mean, man, this is definitely going to be a two-part show. I'm debating whether I should have the two-part show later on today or hold it over till next week. Hmm. I don't know what I should do. But uh, anyway, let me try to get through a couple more songs. I'm going to have to cut it short. We're going to either... You know what? I'm going to kick it to next Saturday. Next Saturday. And I'm going to try to fly through a lot more songs than I did today. Um, <laughs> as Tony Kornheiser would say from part of, the, part of the Interruption Show, I'll try to do better next time. But... <laughs> okay. I'm just going to leave you with... Uh, Two more songs, and then I'm going to jump out of the way and uh, get some work done. So I'm going to try to end you with a couple of my favorite songs. <laughs> They're all my favorite. But try to show you, I like all kinds of music, not just the hard rock stuff. So let's do this thing. Yeah. 
Alright guys, alright. Hey, thanks for tuning in today to Mornings with Ken, the bonus Saturday edition. And I thank you for for those that uh, hung with me throughout this very long show. It's just so hard, people. It's hard to play the songs and not um, go overboard with some of them. So I am going to cut it short. Hey, I'm definitely going to do a part two. Um, maybe I can wrap things up um, next Saturday with part two of just the songs that Kenny's likes. I mean, I don't know what else to call the show. But, um, yeah, I wanted to get through all the songs. And like I say, these are just songs that uh, I was just thinking about. I mean, there's so many songs I could make a totally different list. But I'm going to try to uh, next week go through, finish this list of songs, and maybe make, not make the show so long. But I'm going to leave you with uh, what our family called part of the soundtrack of our vacation when they were, uh, all our kids were real little and we took vacations. I usually had a certain CD in the CD player. Hey, remember when, remember when vehicles used to have CD players in them? 
But uh, this was one of the CDs that I played a lot and that my kids remember. So this is special to my kids. So this is, and my wife, Dixie. So this goes out to uh, Dixie and the kids um, remembering driving to our, our vacation destination point. So I'm just going to sign off with this and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Sunday school with Ken. And uh, hey, Let's do this again.